Welcome to 31 Days of Worldview Wisdom, a Disciple Nations Alliance podcast with Arturo Cuba. Arturo is among the earliest and most influential trainers of the Disciple Nations Alliance. In this audio series, he shares his highly practical teachings and examples of transformation. In this 23rd episode, he talks about the importance of reading Genesis, as it sets the foundation for God's design for our lives and the world. It shows us all that was lost, and thus all that needs to be redeemed. I remember I had a preacher that came to my church when I was very young, and he said, you know what, Jesus did so wonderful job that very honestly, he made the Old Testament obsolete. So don't waste your time reading it. That, that was serious. And he was American, honestly. We were just paying much attention. He was older, and, and he gave us wonderful teachings. Spiritual, of course, but wonderful teachings. And for a certain time, most of us believe that. But what I want to recover is the idea that if you read, especially Genesis, in the beginning, and, and all the first books of Moses, you are going to find a lot of things that can guide you to God's design for, for life. And you make a mistake when you try to do other things that people can tell you, and you're not paying attention to that. We have to reflect a lot on, on Genesis, to reflect a lot on, on the first things God wanted. For instance, I, I in my life never reflected in those three things that God told uh, Adam at the beginning. Be fruitful, multiply, and have dominion over nature. Very honestly, I, I never figured out what those three things had to do with my spiritual life. Never thought about that. I always thought that, well, maybe that's a nice story. Probably it passed. And now we have more important things to do, John 3:16 and, and Revelation and things like that. But no, honestly, if you go back to Genesis, you are going to get amazed. And the hard thing is to relate that with your actual life, to relate it with your actual life. I've been following this thing of being fruitful for a number of years, and I'm thoroughly convinced it works. As a form of redemption in people, it works. I've seen it. I've seen it. Praise God. It works for believers and for unbelievers the same. And I've seen people trying to be very good Christians, very spiritual people, but they don't follow the design and they don't make it. They, they will have troubles all the way. And that's fine. God loves them. God loves them the same. But if you don't want to obey, he won't be able to do more. Like this pastor. He was such a nice guy. So gentle. An amazing guy but broken all the time. And you see this type of contradictions. How can a man with such a faith, with such kindness, can be going through this trouble? You see heavens and say, what kind of God are you? Because you cannot solve this. No, it was very simple. He was not obeying. He had to go back to finish school and to obey what God said at the beginning, and everything was fine. Immediately. And I've seen this one and over, one and over, with countryside people, with pastors of the, of the city. It works. 
So that, most of the time, that's my message. Some parents come to me and tell me, we have this problem with my kids and this, and, that. and most of the time it has to do with that, especially with grown-up people. And the hardest thing they'll do is to believe what you are saying, go back to the point where you lost the road and continue. Because we are always looking for magical formulas. Oh, no, just pray for me, and maybe God will do I can pray for you. Yesterday we talked about praying. Praying is very important. You have to be connected with the Lord. Uh, the, the more you do it, pray fast. Pray with people all together. Look for something. Don't get lost. Don't stop. But obey. Continue what he wanted you to do. But we are so busy. Jesus is coming soon. We need to act. No, you just go to school. That's true. You go to school. Let God to do what he has to do. That's not a problem that you have to be concerned about. You go back to school, you do what you have to do, and the Lord will use it in a powerful way. You will never understand how, but just obey. So when, when we see Genesis, we see God's design. And when God tells man, have dominion over nature, this is not a natural thing. This is very spiritual. Think about this. God spent five days making great things, amazing things. I mean, nature is something that all of us, we don't have any idea how wonderful it is. We don't have any idea. And God made creation, and it's his masterpiece, and he loves it so much that he gave it to us. For us to enjoy it, fully enjoy it. And sometimes it's strange to think that this is the least thing we do in life, especially when we try to come up with a spiritual life. To me, there is a very spiritual thing, enjoying a, a creation. You will find incredible things. I remember someone in, introduced me to this American hero. He's George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver was a slave man. He was a black guy who, because of his times, he couldn't get an education in public places. He had to do it himself. But from the beginning, he said he had a passion for God and for nature at the same time. One of his greatest pleasures was to pray in the forest a certain hour and to see, according to the song, how great thou art. That song is inspired in nature, right? And his uh, life of faith was based in his studies. He studied science, the science of his time. And he liked biology, he liked plants, he liked many of those things, and he made amazing things. Very important people went to visit him to see all the things he did. And he invented, praise the Lord, he invented peanut butter, yes. <laughs> You see, that's enough, but he did a hundred things more, and maybe more than that. Uh, it inspires me very much, his story, when he advised all the black agriculture people in his time, what can we do now? We have planted so much cotton that the land is poor, and he found out that planting peanut was a way to restore the, 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 the land. But everybody planted peanut in such a way that peanut had no price. There was too much production. And they say, now what can we do? We follow your advice, and now we are in troubles again. 
And he said, well, this is something I don't know. And he went to pray, and he put the peanut in his hand and said, Lord, what was your plan for this thing? This is a great thing to do. This is what God wants us to do. The Lord has, has created an amazing creation. And spiritual growing means to get connected with creation, but as unto the Lord, I mean, in a strong relationship with him. The Bible says that creation is filled with the glory of God. Can you believe that? It's filled with the glory of God. And that comes only through knowledge. It's really biblical that we, we should lead our own people to be curious about creation and to look at a relationship with God in creation. In Romans, the Apostle Paul, he says that uh, the Roman people, they knew about God. Because what we cannot see about God, we can see it in things created. Can you believe that? That's amazing. That's when someone made a question, how can we teach a child about God? And the moment the child asks you questions, rational questions, I guess it's because he missed the point in the past. Because you could have taught many things through creation, but we don't have that ability. My father never taught me anything like that. I mean, because there is um, much unbelief in our society. They see TV, movies, and they see many people who don't talk about God. And they see you once in a while talking about God, so he gets curious and says, why are you talking about That's exactly what he's asking. Through creation, you could have done uh, much more. You, you can guide people. I remember I used to sit with my children watching these uh, marvelous nature documentals and stopping every time and talking about God, how he created this, and how wonderful is this, and the wisdom and all that. And they little by little figure out how God was. He was great, but it, it doesn't come easy. You have to be careful how children get this knowledge. And the, the Bible says that Romans, they knew about God through the things that were created, but they denied two things. They denied to thank him and to praise him for creation. And these two things represent, in my opinion, two interesting things. You, you thank God when you have enjoyed something. Or you, you thank someone when you enjoy something, right? You say thank you when you receive something that you, it's, it's good for you. So in my opinion, something important we have to do is to enjoy creation. And it can become very spiritual. And it's, it's, it's no wonder that the Apostle Paul said, whether you eat or drink, do it as unto the Lord. Eating or drinking, are things that we sometimes do every time, not even thinking about them. But he says, no, no, don't do it that way. Every time you eat or drink, do it for the glory of God. Ah, yeah, okay, I'll do it for the glory of God. Father, um, I thank you for this food and the company and things like that. No, no, he's not saying that. He says, enjoy it before God. And I tell people, I don't like much to pray for food. I know it's biblical, but I don't like it too much. You know why I don't like it? Because one day I saw a video of a little girl who had five or six dogs, 
each one of them with their own portion of food. And all dogs were very well trained because if you put some food in front of a dog, the first thing he, he does is to go and eat. But she told them not to do it. And, and she managed to make them wait until she finishes praying. And the dogs were just, <laughs> they were ready. And while she was praying, Father, we thank you. <clears throat> and when she said, Amen, they all just jumped to the, and sometimes I, I think believers are just that way, you know? They don't understand what they are doing. They are just obeying something that someone told them to do. And when I talk about this, I say one of, of the most religious moments in my life is when I eat. Because I stop at every moment asking, I mean, think about flavors. Aren't they great? I know you Americans are so busy and you have to eat the more simple, the better, you know, because you need to use your time. But in other parts of the world, we spend much more time cooking and buying things and food can become a whole culture. And, and I think that's more biblical because in, what, what I do is I, I stop every minute and I say, Lord, why did you do this wonderful thing? And if you mix them and you find new recipes in here and that, it's incredible. It's a whole world. God could have done food, the same flavor, all of it. If time is your concern, just like a piece of cookie. Everything is cookie. It doesn't make sense. So I believe that enjoying food step by step and creating more things and new recipes, but it depends if you do it to please him, I believe he is well pleased. Because when me and my wife cook to invite people, we put some nice food in front of him or her, and the next thing is we watch their eyes and say, how was that? Did you like it? I guess the Lord is asking that all the time. He gave us so many wonderful things that we can eat, we can prepare nice food, and we can uh, sit and enjoy life. That's what he wants us to do. And that's only with food. Think about many other things that he put in creation. Because what I tell you about uh, biblical prosperity means that. Biblical prosperity is to sit with your children and to enjoy and to talk about God and to eat food. And if you read the Psalms in the Bible, that's what the Jewish people did. They were so happy because their table were filled with food and, and their cups and everything. And to thank God, because that's how it finished. It's not that you enjoy, but you enjoy it and give thanks to the Lord. And it, it will do much more for your faith than many other things that you have to do at church. And just doing that at home. Thinking for what you enjoy and creating a culture of enjoyment is very important. And, and the next thing is that they, they didn't give thanks, nor they give the glory to God. I mean, creation is filled with the glory of God. The only problem is that because we are fallen creatures, we don't see it. And sometimes when I read Romans, it says, because they all sin, you are unable to enjoy God's glory because we all sin. So 
to enjoy God's glory needs to be a redemptive process again. Think about this. These things are not things that you will probably do immediately. You need to go through a process of redemption. You are going to enjoy creation, but you need to work hard. It's, it's not going to be that easy. And the same thing is to see the glory of the Lord in everything he did. The Lord has made an amazing creation. He, he packed incredible mysteries. And think about this. He made creation and he made us to live in creation. Too much spirituality sometimes teaches you that you are going to leave creation and you're going to live in heaven. But I see this is hard to believe. That is like saying to a fish, you are going to leave the fish tank and you are going to live in, in, in the tree. And, and, and you know, the fish is going to make you a lot of questions. And that's the same thing because I'm a man. I have eyes, I have a nose, I have a skin. I was made for this place. I don't want to go anywhere else. It could be dangerous. And I want to enjoy this place because creation, we have to see it more sacred because it's God's treasure. He won't tell us, that was the first thing I did, but I have a better idea. So forget it. No, that's his masterpiece. There's no other better place to go. That's what the Bible tells us constantly. But he will renew it. He will make it the display of the greatness he wanted. And Jesus will be with us again. That we will still breathe the same air. We will still eat a lot. Because the first thing Jesus is going to do when he comes, he will put the table and he will invite us to a dinner. Doesn't sound great? He is inviting us to enjoy his nature again and to look for his glory. He says that creation is filled with the glory of God. There are so many amazing things hidden. And to study nature is important to heal our minds because we can study something and to praise him immediately for that, like Carver did. And if you get an education doing those things, I'm sure God is going to work with you and will make amazing things with you because that's what he wants. There are so many things to learn from creation. And when he gives us this commandment, have dominion over nature, is that we need to complete the process. We're going to get to know him. We're going to see his glory through the study of nature. Of course, most of us live in modern societies and we think that science is just one more thing that we modern people do. But if you see some people in Latin America, they prefer to watch science shows like uh, Nat Geo or History Channel, things like that. And I say, no, don't do it. But why? They talk about nature and very nice things. Yes, but they do what the Romans did. They get amazed about nature, and at the end they tell you, but you know what? There is no God. Everything happened by evolution. And it's a trap because the devil knows God, by design, created a powerful mind so children would like, naturally, they would like to find out more, and he puts a trap at, at the end of it. So people get amazed by creation, by the huge space, and by 
quantum physics and everything, but you know what? There is no God. This is incredibly poisonous. Just see what the devil do. <laughs> you know, he won't stop you to go to church, but he will invite you to watch TV. But you don't want those stupid programs? Okay, watch Nat Geo. And you will go to the same place. Unbelief. But if you study things, if you encourage people to find the glory of God, it has to finish with worship the Creator. I mean, when I got saved as a believer, I all the time confessed Jesus as my Savior. But I never knew him as my creator. And I missed a lot when I did that. And when you go back to the point and you look for the glory of God in creation, you are going to find much more about God. I come from a tradition where preachings and teachings never taught about the natural order of creation. It was like miracles are much more important. Have you noticed that miracles are non-natural things? Can they talk about God's power? Yeah, but not in the right sense. If you become, say, addicted to that, you are going to miss the point. For instance, walking on water. Lord, I ask you, please bring your power, and I need to walk on water. And that's going to be hard. <laughs> because I made water, and people cannot walk on it. Don't, don't you like to swim? I, I did it for you to swim, to enjoy swimming. Bring your family and... It, it doesn't make sense. Asking God to make that thing possible is to go against what he wanted at the beginning. So miracles are great, but we don't play with that as a religious fantasy. What we have to do is we have to go back to his creation and, and to take those miraculous things because everything in nature is, 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 is miraculous. It's, it's, it's hard to believe. We are surrounded by that. Thank you for listening. Here is a question you might want to ponder. Arturo says that when you look for the glory of God in creation, you're going to learn much more about God. Is that your experience? How do you look for the glory of God in creation? Thank you again for listening. In the next episode, Arturo talks about worship and says you don't worship what you don't admire. <laughs>